0: Welcome to the Not Your Average My podcast, where four Hmong American women working to move our community forward, one conversation at a time.
1: So tune in every month with Liz, Mynheer, Monica, and Katie as we dive into politics, pop culture, and all things related to being Hmong American.
2: Let's get it!
1: Welcome back, listeners, to Not Your Average Mai with Katie, Liz, Monica, and my Nia. Uh, we have a lot to talk about with the 2020 elections this year, and um, I know that we've had two episodes on this already. And we're going to conclude uh, our episode on the elections with our post-election reviews and reflections. So, I like many of you, we were really, you know, anxiously waiting for a winner to be uh, declared, and we're so grateful that there is now a clear winner. Uh, for the most part, Ooh. and a better sense of direction for our country. So we are super excited that you know Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are headed to the White House. Yes. Um, so before we yes. jump into our reflections of the 2020 elections, we want to do a check-in. We haven't talked, I think, since September. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it feels yeah. so long. I think it was September. It's a long so. Time. Yeah, like how are folks doing? And, you know, I think there are some life changes with all of us as well. So how's everyone doing before we jump into our conversation for today?
3: I missed you guys. And I'm so emotional right now. (laughs) I'm just like all over the
0: place. Well, you can tell us all about that, Liz. I missed you guys too. But why are you emotional right now?
3: I don't know. Just just like I'm, just all over the place right now. Like, what do you
1: mean? Give us a tea. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, so I'm moving. Um, I've like kind of been in the process of moving for a while, ish, I guess. And I mean, the you know, like you said, the campaign just kind of like ended. Um, and then. I, I I also, like, you know, split up with my partner, like, just lots of changes. Um, it's Aww. also the Hmong New Year. Um, we are in New Year now for us. So for me, like, I'm just embracing all of the um, transitions and the changes and, like, trying to um, um, have that. Synergize, right? Like, I am physically moving to a new place. I'm, you know, I've grown a lot in the past two months. And so, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, I'm also, um, I know I'm also like spiritually and mentally um, moving uh, forward. Um, And our country is also moving forward. So, like, just lots of changes. And I think, I don't know, just like emotional, right? Like, mourning the end of the campaign, mourning the end of a relationship. Um, and, and really just checking in because I think, um, and I didn't, I didn't understand this when people said it, right. But like our country, like for, for most of us, right. Because Trump lost the popular vote in 2016 also, like everyone just is heaving a sigh of relief and I didn't know that I, I kind of needed that, you know, and so just, um, it's everything. Like I've I've been on the verge of tears like so many times, and like have like cry, cry little cry. I can't cry. You can't
0: cry. Oh my god! Yes,
3: you can. I'm just waiting for that like breaking point for me to just like release it all. But I can't cry,
0: so I don't know. Watch. I was
3: thinking today, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry. So I may cry during this, but who
0: knows? You probably will, and you maybe you'll cry like during the actual like Hmong New Year stuff.
3: That's but okay. thank you for indulging me, ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's where I am.
1: Wow. Well. Monica, what about you? I know you got a dog. Yes, I got. <laughs> and a dog. you know how scared I am of dogs.
0: <laughs> that means that, mania, me. dude. You you will like love her. She is like the most quiet dog ever. She doesn't bark ever at all, and she's so calm know. and chill. And she just snuggles with you. Right. She, well, that's that's you also because die. she's not
2: a puppy though.
1: What made you decide – what made you and Nick decide to get a dog? We were thinking about it for a long
0: time, honestly. And I I think after, you know, Nick finished his law school things finally and I was still really, like, involved with the campaign stuff too with Liz, I think we just needed a, like, moment of joy. (laughs) So that's why we decided, like, okay, let's get our dog now. And um, the reason why we got her so quickly is because I – thought the application process and the adoption process was going to take a lot longer um, just based on the reviews that I read about this um, like animal rescue place that we adopted her from but it was super quick we like went to check out dogs on Sunday and then we like got her on Tuesday so that was pretty amazing Um, that's probably like the biggest highlight (laughs) next to the campaign stuff Um, so other than that you know I'm I'm good. She's been keeping us happy. I really think she's like a therapy dog for us. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's been good. And I think it was, we just needed it because of like so much, all of the things that were going on. And like, I was so busy and stressed out with both school and the campaign. Like, then I was like dying. But now that like, it's over, I can just focus on school now. So, uh, has I know any of your
2: I, routines changed? Like, do you feel I've, like a parent?
0: Oh, yeah, dude. I'm like, oh, my God. This is like a child. And I, like, don't regret it I at all. I was going to say,
1: that's a huge <laughs> step. It is. I mean, getting I'm... engaged, yes, too. But then owning a dog together, raising a dog together. That's, a, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Like, I wasn't sure if we were ready. And I was like, are you sure we're ready for this thing? He was like, yeah. I mean, if we're not, then whatever. We'll just go with it. I'm like, okay. So... I think that's how like most of our relationship has been. We've sort of just like, yeah, are we ready for this? And we're like, yeah, maybe I think so. And if not, you know, we'll deal with it. But um, surprisingly, you know, Nick has like taken um, the dog out every morning because he's the one who goes to work. So he just takes her out before. Mm -hmm. Why is that surprising? stuff? Well, because Nick is not a morning person, and I was like really unsure, and I told him this too. I was like, "Are you sure? Like, you want to do this? Because it's a lot of responsibility, you know." <laughs> and he knows this, so. Um, but you know, he's he's been great, and like I stay with home, I stay home with her during the day since I have to stay home and like work from home or whatever. And so it's it's a nice trade off. Um, that he does the morning shift. So yeah, I definitely feel like a rent, but you know,
1: oh, that's so cute, rent. Yeah, I can't wait for you to get a dog or get a cat. I know. One day when I'm over my fear of dogs, I might. I was thinking about that too and I was like, you know, life is so stressful. I need a dog or no, a kid. it will make
3: your life more stressful. Really? You think so?
1: <laughs> Y'all no, just have a kid.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's so hard. I took care of Simmer and I took care of my like, friend's dog and like it's just like when you wanna sleep in, you cannot sleep in.
0: It's like having a kid. Honestly, you should just have a it kid. It is. But dude, when you you just need to take him out and then come back and nap or time it enough so like take your dog out late and not late enough at night so that In the next morning, you don't have to wake up that early. Like that's my arguments for
2: kids is that eventually they can wipe their own butts. (laughs) Dogs, (laughs) you will be picking up their poop for the rest of your life.
0: That's true, but then you don't have to talk to your dog. You don't have to like you know give your dog attention all the time. That's that's they do. They need emotional
1: love (laughs) and support as well. Well, it depends on the breed you get. Yeah, I don't I don't know, you well, just eventually sure. my kids are giving
2: me my retirement plan because I'm so Asian. <laughs> so I'm just
0: kidding. I mean that's definitely like but Maybe, it's like I would real. say it's a good run through, you know, Mania, for like how y'all will like parent and you know, it I I do really think it helps with like just therapy stuff. Start off with a yeah. goldfish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Katie, what about you? How are things going for you? Um things are with just virtual going. teaching. Things are just going. I
2: think, like, my days and my nights and my weekends all blend into one. I just have to, like, pass out and sleep and do other things and feed me and the kids and stuff. But, um... I don't know. I mean, I'm ready for winter break. Like I've been ready for winter break just because I need time to catch up. Um, I love virtual teaching and I love seeing the kids and we're doing like a lot more like meetings just so that we can do like small groups and stuff. And they really seem to enjoy that. And I think they need that attention, too. So that's fun. Um. We're waiting to go back to school, but but of course, because of COVID, the rates are going up and up because we're in the Midwest and in Minnesota, and it's crazy numbers out here. So I don't think we'll hit our target to go back, even when we're projected to go back next year. So I think we're all just going to have to get used to distance learning. Um, Just a lot of paperwork and stuff, first quarter ended, just conferences and stuff. So the year is coming to a close, and I can't believe it, even though
1: I'm ready for it. I know. I don't know how you're teaching your three kids at home and teaching 20 plus students.
0: Seriously. I don't know either.
1: Yeah.
2: But that's why I'm but like, I'm going to shake my it. head soon, man. Like, I have you so can? many great here. Like, it's popping up, like, everywhere. I'm like, I cannot, like, pull these things out. I would be Aww. here less soon. But it's worth it. I mean, like, I enjoy it. It's just a lot more tedious work and stuff. And, you know, I do get to see the kids a lot too but then again there's like no break at home too so i'm like hey kids go to your room for like a little bit <laughs> yeah you you definitely dude you just gotta make sure you get that like 30 minutes to yourself a day katie so you don't go 30 crazy. minutes that's like me in the shower maybe <laughs> if i'm lucky <laughs> like hey can i use the bathroom now mom uh oh. there's two go somewhere else <laughs> uh, but no oh. that's that how about you Manya? big news
1: yeah. Um, so we um so Tong and I recently moved to a house that we bought in the suburbs in Virginia. So woo! it's it's going well. We moved I think grass. we moved last weekend. I feel like I these weekends are just a blur. A blur. <laughs> I think we moved last weekend. Uh we didn't have too much stuff and honestly I'm like, dang, we live so minimally that now we have to buy so many things. Like we need <laughs> yeah. a dining table and we just need so many things for this house, but I'm excited. I'm really happy. Um, I actually like living in the suburbs. I thought I wouldn't, but it's quiet. It's much darker. So it's been able to help me sleep better at night. And I had really bad oh. insomnia, you know, living in the city and it's good. Like I can actually take a walk outside during the workday, which never really happened at all when yeah. we were living in um, closer to the city. And, um, what was I going to say. Oh, yeah. But one time I didn't get out of the apartment for five days and I was just like going oh crazy. My, oh, so, my God. Man. I know. I know. Like even though I lived in the day.
3: city. That's not bad. That's me every day. That's correct, dude. Liz, <laughs> that you need to
1: get out, yeah. out of your apartment. But it's so easy to just stay in your apartment and to not walk and not do anything because it's such a small space. And we lived on the seventh floor so it would just be too much work to just take a walk outside but here i'm like okay i need to go outside to do something so it forces me to walk and it's such a nice neighborhood too so things are going really well um our Mm flight our friends are pretty close by us as well so yeah things are good on my end see this is why you need a dog
0: to force you to go outside i know know, right
2: (laughs) no
1: other
0: benefits of it
2: <laughs> or you can be in the cold like me i got really desperate and i stuck my head outside the window you know i'm like i don't want to go outside but i need some <laughs> fresh air. so i mean honestly yeah you
0: just gotta open the window dude and get that gust of wind like at one point in your day y'all are know. crazy i'd go crazy
1: all right sounds good thanks everyone for sharing your updates uh we'll go ahead and jump right into today's episode on post-elections and our reflection so katie do you want to get us started all right.
2: Before we jump into what we can expect from the turnout of this year's election, how were you feeling on election day and the days that followed? Um, I think for me, I can go first. Similar to Liz,
0: I have had a feeling of anxiety and like just, you know, the unknown, right? For the longest time, like even on election day, we knew we weren't going to know, but it was still so much like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Why? Why? Why is Trump leading? You know, because in the beginning he was, right? We were mm-hmm. really concerned. We were like, oh my God, like this isn't supposed to be happening. But then I like often forgot that like melon ballots were taking a longer time to count. Um, and then, you know, so that for me was still like so much anxiety, so much like heart and soul literally just like put into it. And so you really do feel invested, right? Or I felt really invested in like, man, what's gonna happen if we lose? And like I was always like mentally preparing for that because every day I'd ask Nick, dude, what the fuck? What if we lose? What if we do all this work and we lose, right? And he was like, yeah, that's a real, very real chance of that happening. Um, And so, you know, I think come election day, I was just like, you know, we put everything out there. We did our best. Like we did our thing. And now it's just like literally up to God. Like I don't I like and I'm not religious. I'm just thinking. Man, it's just up to God now. Like, what happens? Or like, it's in everyone else's hands. Um, I don't know. It's weird. And I never say things like that. But Mm -hmm. um, that's how I was feeling.
1: Did you all stay up? Like, as long as you could?
0: Yeah, we did. And then we just went to bed because we were like, we knew we weren't going to know. How
3: late did you stay up, Monica?
0: Well, because we're like four hours behind the whole world, right? So it was actually easier for us because um, we went to sleep at like midnight our time. And then like the East coast was already waking up for like their 4am news. So it actually worked out. And that's why like every morning when I wake up or before I go to bed, I would just text our like, uh, campaign group, like text me if anything happens, like wake me up if anything happens, <laughs> um, you know, cause I, we're like four hours behind, but, um, yeah, I think when the like race was finally like quote unquote called like you know when when Joe Biden like won Pennsylvania, we were just like huge sigh of relief and just in like c- celebration mode. Honestly, like I had a rose bottle plan, got
1: cake, right? And wow! Wrote, like, and Monica, you, know, you never really drink.
0: I know, I never <laughs> drink. That's I was like, I'm gonna drink. I'm but rose I is like juice, so celebrate. yeah, I was ready to celebrate. And we like got all of our ingredients for hot pot. So we invited our neighbor over because. It's just me and Nick here and we were like, fuck it, we're gonna like, you know, just savor this moment. Um, so we had hot thought and just like celebrated and, and relished the moment when it when the race was called.
2: I think many of us felt like that. Um, I know even even though I wasn't like super involved either, I was waking up in the middle of the night to check like the stats. I had that mm-hmm. on my phone for like the next couple of days. And then we were discussing, like, the very small percentage and stuff like that. We're like, I don't know. It's too close to call. It's probably going to take forever. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I was really so excited when Wisconsin turned blue, though.
1: I was yes. like, oh, my oh goodness, my yes. But I was like,
2: oh, good. That was worth it, you know. So it was fun um, to watch and then to live in anxiety for, like, three days um, Cause we do like a weekly, we do like a daily check-in with the, with like my um, students too. And every day Aww. I was like, I'm feeling anxious, you know, I'm feeling on the blue zone, you know, like, cause it's all the <laughs> yeah. zones of feelings and stuff. And then Aww. they're like, why? Wow. I was like, we we're still talking about the elections and they're like, oh, but we already voted on Tuesday. Well, cause Aww. we did like a first grade vote in my class too. Yeah. Like, I was like, I hope that like. I hope your votes came true because, you know, <laughs> that's what we want to win, you know, so it did. And we're really, also uh, on like that following Monday when like the results were a little bit more solidified, we talked about that too when um, it was fun actually just introducing the president-elect and vice president-elect to them and stuff and we talked a little about about her and race and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. so That's so exciting. I have a follow-up question for you, Katie, but I just want to say, yes, when Minnesota wisconsin and michigan was called i think that was when we were all most like oh my god we did our job because that was what our team was most focused on because that's where all the monk people live um and that i think just felt like victory like regardless of how the race would turn out i told them, like you know i don't care if we win or lose at least we got the midwest states that we invested our times and resources in
2: that's all right was. That was exciting, but then, um, you know, like, one thing that was a little bit shocking was that when we actually looked at, like, you know, the states individually, and it was, like, a lot of red, but, of course, you mm-hmm. know, in the highly populated cities, it was blue, and I was, like, that's what won us over, you know, because we were yes. discussing that. We're just, like, wow, this really shows, like, our whole country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But
0: this is why they say
3: land doesn't vote, right? Yes, like, you're right. Like, not populous, um, right? So... I mean it's it's a little misleading when you look at the maps because you have to look at the the population stuff. Um but yeah, I mean, ugh, so much anxiety. Um
1: Mania, do you wanna reflect or Yeah, I mean surprisingly I wasn't that anxious. I don't know why. I think it was wow. because it, I think twenty sixteen just kinda traumatized me where yeah. I was prepared for the worst this year, but I think I wasn't that anxious because my my ten year old sister and I have been just talking about the elections and politics and she is just like super into Aww. the elections right so like we would just chat and she is so stressed out oh, <laughs> this oh little 10 year old so stressed out it's like, so sad. Oh, i know it's God. so sad so i had to be the bigger person and not be stressed out when i talked oh, to I her um uh, but you know we would talk about like the swing states and um uh, and i was actually telling her about how americans for biden and she was like how come they're not calling people in california because they need a call." Cop- people like our parents right who who voted for Trump Trump. so um yeah I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't that stressed out but I think it also like this this whole process also allowed me to you know teach her about what the electoral college is about and why these uh why there are purple states or why these swing states are so important and It was on election night and we were just, you know, looking at the She She seriously had the results on her laptop the whole time. And we're like talking and then my mom came and my mom was like, oh, like no one's voting for Trump. Like, why are people not voting for Trump? Right. And, you know, my little sister, she has no filter. She is just going to (laughs) say what's on her mind to my mom. Right. And she's like, no one's going to vote for that orange. And, you know, like (laughs) she's just a hilarious girl. But anyway, you know, my mom um I shared this with some friends but I I think that we all know people personally who voted for Trump or who are Trump supporters yeah. right and even though that's not our um va- that that doesn't reflect our values and our beliefs like I feel like we have a responsibility to teach them or to talk to them about why that's so problematic so yeah. you know my sister and I were just talking about the election results and my mom came in with and made some comments and was just like, oh, I hope that, you know, Biden and Kamala don't win because she doesn't like women as leaders or as politicians. And obviously, she said this in Hong, right, to me and my 10 year old sister, and I was just so pissed off, like, I was so pissed off that, like, I, I cried after <laughs> I hung up with the phone, but I was just so pissed off because I'm like, you have 10 girls, you have 10 daughters, and you're willing to say this to your 10 year old daughter as well. You know, to be like, hey, you can't amount to anything. You can't, you know, you can never be a leader, no matter how good you are, right? And to me, it was just so, it was just so heartbreaking to hear that. And obviously, I had to say something like I, we went back and forth. And I'm just like, why would you ever say something like that, especially to your daughters? Like you've always wanted us to be successful, yet you feel like we can't ever amount to anything because we're girls and we shouldn't have any leadership rules or poli- you know, any political rules, right? So it was just a it was just a very heartbreaking moment. But I'm also like, you know, someone needs to say it. Like we've talked about this in our Black Lives Matter episodes. No matter what, like the people that we love still have still have these racist tendencies. Like they st- yeah. they they you know, they still want to uphold patriarchy and I think that was just a, a moment of reflection where like, gosh, like you know, women within our community have internalized patriarchy so much that they hate themselves at the end of the day too, and it's just so yeah. sad and i i I don't know, I would just like i <clears throat> i I gotta do better and I just gotta protect my little sister and you know, not let her internalize that as well. so sorry, that's a pretty long story, but you know, I think, I think for this year, like I wasn't that anxious, but there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stake. And I, you know, I I feel like we needed to, well, I needed to do my part to make sure that, you know, even if there are Trump supporters within my family, like it's my responsibility to talk to them about why that's so problematic. Thanks for sharing that, Mania. I feel like, you
0: know, it's like, I personally, like we don't, I mean, we don't have anyone in our direct family who voted for Trump, but we have a lot of extended cousins, right? And so, like, it's always, I feel like it's always different and really hard when it's someone like that close to you. And I just want to say, dude, props to you. Like, that was your contribution. Like, that was you, like, you know, paving the way for your little sister and then correcting your mom. And I, like, I feel like we need to unpack that because I think that's a whole nother topic for another episode. Like, our moms and Hmong Women have trauma have been traumatized so much and like what you said internalized so much that like they think women cannot be successful and it's just I so know.
1: Sad. It's so sad and I'm like, gosh, I'm so mad at you, but I just wanna give you a hug at the end of the day yeah. too because it's like, of course you're gonna vote for what my dad thinks is right. You can't really right. make your own decisions and you know, like it's like you can't even see your value as a woman because you are just so blinded by patriarchy in some ways. And, you know, you have to you have to vote a certain way or you have to uphold certain beliefs, because if you don't, then you're going to be an outcast right within this patriarchal yeah. system. So I don't know. It's a lot. It's going to be a lifelong journey. And I don't know. It was it was really sad. But I'm also like, you know what? The win <laughs> the win was what we needed. And that made me happy. Um, Yeah. yeah.
2: But, you know, like even with all of that, it marks for like a good reminder to have that conversation because like it didn't matter what my results were, what the results were going into, into the weekend. I knew that on Monday that I was going to discuss, you know, having a female elected into just that position or even running and stuff. And, you know, like I was like and like, like it's funny because, like I said, we had like a mock um election in our class. And actually, you know, it was like really close. It was like nine to eight. And, you know, a lot of like my kids who voted for like Trump, they were like, oh, my parents are voting for it. And, you know, like I'm in a really diverse, highly populated urban city population and a lot of students of color. And then I'm like, hmm. So I was like really surprised and stuff. And so I was like, either, either we even though we might win or lose, we can, we're going to be good winners and good losers, but we're still going to talk about the candidates and stuff. And I really wanted to highlight, you know, like, because we're learning about our you know, our race and our identity. And like my message at the end of that conversation was like, you know, any one of you guys can be up there. And of course, don't forget me. Um, I want a tour of the white house. When you do go into office <laughs> because you can, you know, oh, and that was like the biggest yeah. thing. Cause we talked about that. And Liz, I read your book, um, your children's book about the girl, uh, Madame. I forget what it was called, but the girl's book that you sent me oh, with that I was signed. To, yeah. Your, your girl, Right. right. So I read like the kids book about a little girl who who is a president and her brother says she couldn't because she's not 35 yet and stuff. But she's like, but I can be soon, you know, so yeah. it's great. And it's a good reminder. I mean, that those are conversations we need to have. And I think that, you know, um, it's a learning process for all of us. And that's our opportunity to just be reminded t- of that we can still make that change for other generations and stuff. And we can still embrace and love that generation that might not be willing to change still so
1: yeah exactly no I feel the same way Katie because I was like you know it's gonna take like probably 10-15 years for my mom to ever um change her perspectives in life but I'm so glad that you know like my 10-year-old sister she's like oh I can be the VP of the U.S. one day and I'm like well you can be the president like you you can still aim for that you don't have to just be the (laughs) VP right Um, so it's just like so inspiring and I'm you know so, you know, I, I think this also leads to our other question, right? Like, Liz, I want to get your reflections too, but how, like, what do you think it means for our community, you know, where we have like the first Asian black and woman vice president <clears throat> elected ever in our country?
3: Yeah, no, I thought it was very, um, a natural, you know, flow to that. I mean, I, I hadn't quite processed what it meant for me personally, um, until like, just you know, like this week when I was like having conversations um, with friends um, and like thinking about also Hillary, um, you know, who who is one of like my heroes growing up, and I absolutely loved her. And today, um, I remembered that um, my dad's boss um, got me an an auto uh, an, an autograph copy of her autobiography, um, you know, and so I was really reminded. I mean of of just, like, all of the women before uh, Kamala who have, like, you know, been chipping away at this. Um, so, I mean, I was going to say, like, I really appreciate you sharing your mom's story, Mania, and also, like, understanding, like, you know, it might take forever, right? Because, like, Kamala didn't do this on her own. Like, it started with, you know, Shirley Chisholm, right? And, like, other people, like, yes, um, you know, Fannie Lou Hammer and, and, and stuff. Like, so many other women have been like working really hard to like see this finally happen. Um, I don't know. So I'm just like really happy. (laughs) I'm like just thinking about, you know, like all the, all the hard work of like all the other women, you know, and who, who've worked for this. Um, And also all the women in our lives who, you know, have worked for us to be where we are today. Right. Um, It's so incredibly important. I mean, And for me, like, I – because I came of age, I think, when Hillary was, you know, kind of, like, also emerging. Like, I mean, she is kind of, like, the person that I identify the most with but been really um, thankful to see people like Michelle Obama and, like, Kamala and, like, see, oh, okay, like, we have an Asian woman in the White House, like – you know i can i can also dream for this right like monica you guys know like i've wanted to be president since i was 8 so yes i was like, just going to say
2: liz lee yes. like for president 2024 heard me um she I posted up sign behind that. her chair so <laughs> where are you serious her. Oh, yeah. that's so cute liz that's so liz cute
3: It says, like, President of the United States, and it has, like, three stars and stuff. So it's probably – Yeah, and it has
0: Liz's name, Liz's whole name. It's been – she used whiteout on our black chair, and it's been there ever since I I think we tossed out the chair.
3: Um, But, you know, it's it's funny because, like, I think for me, like, I've just always been, like, a very strange child. Um, Like, I would check out books from the library even when I was in kindergarten about the White House. But I think it's so important – for little girls out there to see like a woman in power right like i think uh kamala's the the 49th vice president and she's the first person well so she's I, I guess like technically not the first vice president of color because we had someone who um was Native American um which is lost on me and everybody else but she's the first asian and first you know black vice president right um and, and the first woman president that like vice president. probably white dudes who have I still get emotional today. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. But for it, obviously, like, much much easier for other little girls to be like, oh, yeah. You know, it's just so much easier.
1: Let me see that. So I know that, Monica and Liz, you both were super involved in All Americans for Biden. Um, you know, being co-leads of that. And really, the states that you all reach out to with the team was Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan. I mean – I'm pretty sure that was a really rewarding experience. Like, how did you feel? Um, you know, leading makers for Biden and how and how did how do you think that impacted the AEPI turnout for this year?
3: So I will say, um this year there was an unprecedented level of engagement with the community. Um, I think that as Democrats, like we really We probably didn't do it enough, but we really dug deep inside and realized, okay, we need a better ground game and we need to engage, you know, our communities of color. Um, So, I mean, props to the campaign for saying, okay, like, we really need to build a strong coalition. Um, You know, a lot of folks said that uh, Hillary lost because she was unable to build the coalition that, you know, like Barack built, right? Um, So they had a coalitions team, had a coalition lead um, Ashley Ellison and, you know, like they, they were like, okay, you know, we need to bring in like faith groups. We need to bring in, you know, communities of color, um, the disabled community, like everybody. Right. Um, so, I mean, we, I, we probably should have started earlier. Um, but, um, you know, we started, um, uh, the Hmong Americans for an affinity group in August and really tried to, um, target the Hmong community and the battleground states of, like, Wisconsin and um, Minnesota. Um, we're, I, I think we built a really good foundation, and it's something that, you know, we're going to have to um, maintain for 2024 because the Trumpers are not going away. Um, but it, it was, I don't know, Monica, you should, you should chime in, too. It was a lot of hard work, and actually, like, I didn't know if we would win. Um, you know, I think I, I've learned, like, You know, you play to win the game, but, like, you know, sometimes you also got to, like, fake it till you make it because I was so worried because we would get Trumpers and they would say all sorts of crazy things. Um, So, I mean, I'll toss it to Monica.
0: I mean, Liz, yeah, feel free to chime in. I I think I had a lot of feelings about this. Like, I'll be honest, um, this time around, there was a lot more investment and attention, right? Like when I was part of Among Americans for Hillary last round, last time around, it was nothing compared to what our team did this year. And I was telling Liz and Nick that, you know, I kind of felt salty and I kind of didn't want to get involved. Right. Like I only got involved because Liz asked and Dua asked and Dua was able to get a co-chair to do the communications work with me. Um, but I really was avoiding it to the last point, right? Like right up until August, right up until we were like going to launch.
1: Um, oh my gosh, and I'm I, glad you did it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I am too, honestly. Like I I will never regret this. And But in the beginning, I'll be honest. Yeah, I was feeling really petty and kind of salty because I felt like, you know, if we had had this in 2016 – like we wouldn't have lost, right? You know, and I was like, where was all this, you know, and I was just really like focused on the negative, I think, because I was just so angry that like, oh, now everybody wants to help, you know, oh, now everyone's scared, you know, and Liz knows this, because I told her, I was like, why didn't you guys want to help me back then, huh? You know, and that's why I was like, you know, props to Tong, because he was one of the only and first friends that helped me phone bank, right back in 2016.
1: So I was like, yeah, Tong's, the real deal. like That is true, so Monica. Like, that is true. But, you yeah. know, I, I, think, I think people didn't realize people thought it was going to be an easy win yeah, back in yeah. 2016, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And you I, have somebody I who
1: had no credibility, who had no experience. So I think I for now people understood what was at stake and they're like, no, I got to do something to not regret yeah. if I don't help out. I know, Monica, I'm sorry. I remember that about
0: 2016.
3: No. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm sorry i sorry too. I, I, I told Monica I was so sorry because I know I said I, there was a lot going on in my life and I, 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 I thought it was going to be okay because the polling was wrong. But um, uh, before we move on, I want to do a shout out to our field team. to yes, Tong, your amazing partner and everyone else, um Gokie Ye, yes. and New, Um, Because I mean, that's how you win, right? It's the voter contact and mm-hmm. it's really like, you know, calling people and our field team was amazing. I mean, like our entire team was was freaking amazing. And that's that's how we did it. Right. Like we quickly learned we got people to like, you know, want to call um, and and people who were like motivated because we just didn't know it would be this
0: bad. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad we and, and it worked because clearly without that voter contact, especially like in places like Wisconsin, where apparently these Hmong voters had never been contacted before. Like it worked. It helped. Like I I think the data is still coming in, but like seriously, I don't think the campaign could have won the Midwest without the Hmong voters and without us doing the all the work that we did. So mm-hmm. yeah, like all my like angry negative feelings put aside because I I understand like everyone just wasn't expecting Trump to win. Like we I think we just had to have that much investment now, this time around, to win. Um and it yeah, and I'm so glad and thankful we did. Um, And, you know, even when I was, like, going through, like, the emotions, I think, like, I was still kind of coming from a lot of place of privilege and just, I think, really stressed out. Like, at times, I was kind of annoyed and, like, upset that I would have, like, you know, close friends reach out, like, hey, you're doing this stuff. Like, do you know how I can register to vote? I'm like, dude, you're an educated person. Can you, like, figure out on your own, you know, and not ask me? And I don't know why I got so annoyed or like I was cuz I think I was expecting more. You know, like these were like educated close friends and family members who would just reach out like, "Do you guys know where we can vote or like where we can register?" I'm like, "Yes, but can you also look that on your own?" You know, so I'll be honest, like I was I'm not a good person at heart, okay? Like I, I think I am, but
1: sometimes You are. Like,
0: <laughs> you know, and so did I you was have like, "the website or did you I think did. you were really stressed." I was really stressed and I'm just like – And like stressed so
1: thinly with all of the work that you were doing. Yeah,
0: with all the work I was doing. So I was like venting to Nick, right? And Nick was like, why are you upset? Like people come to you because they trust you and they know you can do this work and like you can help them. So like don't be upset and don't be annoyed. Like you should be happy they're reaching out. I'm like, oh, you're right. Like – And I don't know. Like I think at that point I was like really like – you know kind of like man i should i should be happy you know and like i don't know why i'm getting emotional right now but i was just really grateful that nick like grounded me because i i felt like i was losing sight of the end game you know because i'm like we're just like here to win and like forgot to think to like actually like humanize everyone else and like think of all the small steps to get there you know
2: um don't feel bad monica
3: i mean you were doing so much girl
2: yeah, yes. you were. And that so, definitely just showed that, like, it's working if people are coming to you. Like, maybe, like, you yeah. didn't want that directly, but it's working because someone, like, they're like, okay, I know who to call Monica. You know, I'm going to trust her to show me where to go and, like, welcome to teach your life. That's like every day. <laughs> I,
0: <know. laughs> I was like, I was I like, know.
2: did you just ask me where to write your name? It said <laughs> right there.
0: <I'm> <laughs> I know, dude. Yeah. I, I definitely like, I really learned about how to be patient and how to be grateful for things along this journey. So, mm-hmm.
2: you, but you guys
1: did it and we're so yeah, proud of, of your
2: work. I, I,
1: I am really- telling you. Yeah. I was not, you know, involves like you both were, and the team, Mong Americans for Biden. You all did such a great job, and I am just so proud because it really showed that the Mong vote mattered. Right, oftentimes, yep. like Southeast yeah. Asian American communities are kind of left out of, you know, when people reach out to get their vote. Like the Mong vote never really mattered. We we know it matters, but like it never really did on such a large scale. But I'm just so glad that like, you know, y'all were able to get Dr. Joe Biden to go to Hmong Village. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, is this really happening? So I thought that was amazing, right? Yeah, no,
3: that's just literally though campaign numbers because they realized, oh, my God, we need Hmong people to vote and turn Mm -hmm. out in Minnesota.
0: (laughs) And that was all Liz and Dua, you know, working behind the scenes. I like literally Liz won't tell you guys, but she said she lost 10 pounds and did not eat in Minnesota. <laughs> and, uh, oh gosh, minutes, Liz. and Liz would not sleep. Liz I, would be I'm texting totally us at like back, midnight definitely. our time, and that's like four a.m. the East Coast time. I'm like, bro, go to sleep. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I don't know I, how y'all
1: were able to maintain your day jobs and do this volunteer work on the side, man. Well, like, right.
2: Leave of absence.
1: Congrats to you guys, and like when COVID is done, we'll celebrate.
2: Oh uh, yes, please. Let's celebrate.
0: Oh my God. I think it was just because we're in a pandemic and everything was virtual, like it made it a lot easier. I'll be honest. Um, but also I like, I think we just, we were so savvy and everyone was so like innovative with how to connect and like, Oh, we're going to have phone banks on zoom. You know, like we have never done that before. Like, you know, or we're, we're going to like have a party on zoom. Like, I, I don't know. Zoom is life now, I, I guess. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I just, you know, props to Dua and like the team and, and Liz and, all of the API folks who like helped elevate our group too. Like it mm-hmm. was so many tears. Oh, <laughs> Let's, let's a victory though. Tears <laughs> yes, of tears victory, a victory right? and uh, hard work.
1: That that was so indeed. worth it. So <sighs> what what do you think this means for our community moving forward? Right, because we know that that's a victory for all of us for the Biden Harris mm-hmm. campaign. Um, you know, voting for voting and Biden and Harris is not the end of our responsibility as eligible voters. So what does this mean for for our community moving forward? Like how can we hold this new administration accountable to what um, to our community's needs? because we we understand how important the Hmong vote and Southeast Asian vote was to this election. So how can we do our part to make sure that this administration is accountable to meeting the demands of our communities?
3: I mean, I I hate to make, like, politics be, like, transactional, right? But it it is very much like a partnership and a relationship. And so, um, you know, Asian-American voters overwhelmingly supported uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, our first Asian-American vice president and and first black vice president and first woman vice president. So, you know, we we picked them because, you know, we have – share values with them. And, you know, we, we want to see our country go a certain way. And, you know, part of that process is making sure that, um, the people who enter the, um, executive branch, you know, share those same values. So that's where, you know, we want to make sure that, um, you know, the, the appointments, the political appointments that um, the, the president and vice president make reflect, um, you know, the diversity of the coalition that elected them. Um, so, you know, that means like, you know, we, we need to get Asian American candidates um, out there and we can share the link um, in our resources for, you know, how you would submit your resume and your name to be considered because um, everyone should do it, right? Like there are their appointments at various levels. um you know so so that's like one thing and then the other thing is um you know there were campaign promises made right like one of the things that you know we we talked about a lot um and that you know Joe and and Kamala talked about and, and printed lit about was how they would put a moratorium on um, deportations of Southeast Asian Americans right um i mean it it, it it's and it's so I mean, they're not going to, they, they haven't promised that they're going to like, you know, stop everything, but they're going to put a moratorium on to like reevaluate evaluate um, the program. And, um, you know, we we already see like what kind of impact this would make with um, the firefighter from California, right? Who is like at risk mm-hmm. of right now. And unfortunately, you know, like it's in this really weird lame duck session where like we don't quite have, um, where we're not quite in power yet. <laughs> and so, um, Yeah. I mean, there, there's just like so much. Um, I mean, and we also know, uh, you know, Joe Biden has said like, he'll re-increase, um, the uh, refugee admission numbers, which is like, you know, important to us. It's like, you know, we came as refugees, right? Like we want the United States to accept more refugees. Um, and something that, you know, affects us more is right. Like that they, he's gonna, you know, rescind the public charge rule, right. Um, which, um, like, frankly, it has made it harder for people who, um, you know, don't have access to healthcare to access, like, various social net um, benefits because they're just afraid that they might be deported.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think just more in general, like, we, we, I want to remind folks that, like, we have so much power, right? Like, we talked about um, mobilizing communities, civic engagement in that like our communities actually have more power than they think. And so like, since we helped elect this administration or, you know, uh, president-elect Biden and vice president-elect, like, like Harris, like they, we, they are accountable to us now. Right. So we should ask them and we will continue to push, um, you know, towards like a, a more progressive and better future. Like, even if that means, you know, like, getting into conversations that make them uncomfortable, right? It, like, I, I think Kaying on our team said it best. Like, the, these are the people that, like, we are still going to hold to, like, the highest standards of uh, accountability, even though we elected them. And I think we talked about this in the beginning, too. Like, Joe and Kamala winning doesn't mean that we stop fighting for our values. It just meant that it makes it easier, right? Because um, I think we all talked about how, yes, they may not have been our first candidate, like, our first choice in the beginning. But now that they are our leaders and we we helped elect them, they do have that like, um, like what Liz was saying, I, I want to say like that, that responsibility to, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, return the favor or or to really like, okay, now that we elected you, you guys do got to listen to us and you got to take our issues seriously. So um, I, I think that's like what we can and should expect, um, depending on how the, you know, Senate race goes in Georgia, um, and how many seats in like, we like if we have control of both um, the House and the Senate, right, like it, it'll depend on what Joe Biden can achieve. Um, I think there were like a lot of speculations like, oh, well, if we lose the Senate, then Joe Biden will just use that as an excuse to like not pass progressive policies. Um, but I actually don't know if that's true. or I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Um, but I think that's all to say, like, it, it depends on um, who has control of the Senate and that, you know, really, we'd we just got to continue to push like that's Mm -hmm. just it um and and folks got to know that like we have so much power so much more power than um we think we do
2: all right so wrapping up with one victory behind us as we move forward what is next what can folks do
0: um great question katie just as i was saying um there is currently a georgia um senate runoff which means like the votes were like Way, the margins were too close and so now they're going to um, have another race right for the two for the four Senate candidates in Georgia and that's the way that like that's really the next battle like of, of yep. this of this whole like war that we've been on um, that's the next battle for us. and so um maybe Liz can talk about like the key the key information and dates there but like if you can listeners, help donate to the Senate races. Um, I think it's, uh, John Ossoff and Reverend Warlock. He was the guy who gave the sermon at, uh, John Lewis's funeral
3: uh, Mm -hmm. or the service. Um, I mean, so it's not just like any old, uh, Senate race. Um, so I mean, one thing, um, is like our system is broken. Our electoral system is broken. This is another conversation. Um, But the reason why we have the runoffs actually in Georgia um, is because um, the white people were afraid of like all the the black slave votes. And so um, this was like a second hurdle um, to for people to overcome, like even if, you know, they maybe had won the election, um, like they would basically have to, like, run again. Um, But we're kind of using this to our credit, um, you know, or or to our ability to kind of, like, swing the Senate. Um, And this is really important because, like, right now, like, where it stands, we have 48 Democratic senators and we have 50 Republican senators, right? And so if we can win these two Senate seats in the – these two Senate seats in Georgia, that means, like, we would have, like, an even 50-50 split in the Senate, um, so when that happens, right, and we have a democratic uh, vice president, Kamala, who would always be able to cast the tie breaking um, vote on like any legislation. And this is really important because we saw in the Obama administration that like Republicans in the Senate were really obst- obstructionist, right? And so the only way that uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can really carry out their agenda is if we have a democratically controlled Senate as well as the democratically controlled house, which lost democratic seats, so we still have, um, you know, uh, we still have majority of the house. Right. Um, so that's why it's really, really important. Um, we know that we have Hmong people in Georgia. Um, you have to request your ballots now. And one of the things that we didn't talk about was like COVID made this election really, really hard. Right. And mm-hmm. also really emotional. Um, so, you know, the key thing, which was a little confusing for a while, cause there was like a whole issue of the USPS or the U S postal system is that, um, people need to request ballots, um, especially mail-in ballots. If you are like, you know, um, Uh, at risk or if you're you're elderly and you don't want to stand for like hours in line, you have to do it now. And the registration deadline for um, the Georgia runoffs is December 7th. So just request both like register and request your ballot. And then early voting starts December 14th. Um, So, you know, give a present to yourself and the country (laughs) vote. Yes, please. Um, (laughs) And then um, celebrate the new year by, by, you know, voting Uh, election day itself for the runoffs is January 5th. Right. And then so just people need to remember, like there are these two key races. I think um, there are more like uh, runoff races as well. But the most important thing is for us to like win these two um, uh, Georgia Senate seats so that we can like have an even Senate and then have Kamala always do the tie breaking.
1: Um, so before we close off, I do want to emphasize that it's really important to continue to do the hard work. Like it doesn't end here with the 2020 elections, um, continue to be involved locally, donate to the orgs that have been mo- mobilizing on various issues that we've discussed on our podcast, right? So we've talked about a lot of different things, abortion rights, immigration reform, refugee rights, gun control reform, um, ending police brutality. So really this year, we're hoping that you also continue to think about, you know, what is um, post-elections mean for you as a Hmong American, Southeast Asian American, Asian American, um, and continue to do the hard work because it doesn't end here. Um, Folks, any any other closing remarks uh, from you all in terms of today's episode and today's topic?
2: No, I just want to give another shout out to Liz and Monica, who worked so hard over the past couple months um, with the Biden-Harris campaign. So congrats to you both. And thank you. We all appreciate it.
0: Oh, thanks, guys. We couldn't thanks. have done it without. I mean, y'all. the victory is
3: really for everybody else because yes. you know everyone turned out. I'm, I, despite all the Trumpers that I talked to, I think I hope I was able to you know enlighten some folks and change their minds. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's really for for everybody because we just, like I was saying, you know, we love our Hmong people so much, and it's not that we're trying to, you know, say oh we know better, but like we've seen what happens, you know, and 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 like. I, I just I could not have (laughs) been in DC for another four years like that.
0: Yeah. So, and I think just to echo that and what you were saying earlier, Mania, like I think now is um, an opportunity for us to just really reach out and like try to continue convincing our family members that like you know this is in the right way, and we're going to do everything our our, we can, Um, and. I think just yeah, echo everything. This isn't it. Like the battle's not over, and I hope everyone, um, you know, is now more engaged, more educated, right, more like energized to to help do their part, whether that is sharing a post or talking to a family member or you know donating um, mm-hmm. or doing your the small things that you can. Like everything counts.
3: Yeah, we'll have to be back in four years. So
0: yeah. <laughs> that's
3: why I mean, honestly, like. Our campaigning like starts today again, right? Even though we won, like it's, yeah. I mean, we, we have to start now because there was so much misinformation and like, I'm still trying to figure out like, okay, how do we, how do we create something now so that we can like fight this later Mm -hmm. Uh, just because
1: we have more time now. Yep. Agree. Well, thank you ladies for a great episode. Folks will share all of these resources on our website and please remember to continue to quarantine, social distance, stay safe. COVID rates are still going up. So please do your part and we will talk to you all soon. Yes, Bye. wear your Thanks, mask. Everybody. Bye.
0: Yes, wear a mask. Thank
1: you for tuning in.